0: Welcome to Asian Girl Squad. We're the Asian girls that your mama wants you to bring home and we're the friends that are always down to get some boba. We all have our own set of opinions and stories that we hope you can relate to and join us for a laugh. It's your host, Tiffany. And I'm Erica. Tiffany here. Okay. Let's get started. Hi, hi. Hi. Hi, everybody. Been a minute. We personally haven't even connected in a while together, all three of us. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad that we were able to meet and eat lots of good food and took the time to process everything that's been happening. On our last episode, we were already kind of talking about the Asian hate crimes that were happening and explaining the Chinese Exclusion Act. But the recent events that happened in Atlanta has kind of sparked an even more peak of what's happening racially in the Asian community. It's heavy stuff, very, very heavy stuff. But um, we just wanted to take an opportunity here to use our voices and speak up and share our experiences and to just talk about how we felt.
1: So... I
0: definitely feel like we're not experts at this conversation.
1: Oh, definitely not.
0: And I definitely feel like we're not activists, but I feel like it's... We're advocates. Yes. And it's very important to have these conversations. So just kind of thinking about the injustice of what's been happening, I find it really interesting that there has been nothing in the media about Asian hate crimes until what had happened in Georgia. And for him to be labeled as a sex addict or that was his motive, and he was quote unquote having a bad day, that really kind of pissed me off. And Not just like the situation that happened in Atlanta that pissed me off, but the whole nobody gives a crap until something tragic happened. And honestly, it took me a while to process it. I still feel angry and frustrated, rechanneling that energy to talk about it and have Conversations with people. What was
2: your reaction when you heard about what had happened? It was the first time I heard there's another news coming up about this crime. I just feel like my first reaction, of course, is really angry about that. That guy's like on purpose, like going to three different places, shot these people. Yeah, I just feel very. Angry at the time.
0: When you first heard it, did you automatically assume that it was
2: racially motivated? I don't hundred percent sure because we still have really listened to that person mm-hmm. like what did he say about it? Like we should not assume. I would say like at thirty percent I was thinking about it in that way. Mm-hmm. But just not 100% sure about that. Mm-hmm. Of course, at the first time, it's really a tragedy because like a lot of lives there. And then when I read more news and more details about this, like what did he like that guy say about like, why did he do that? Like, it doesn't make me more angry about that because that's not a good reason. Like, there's no reason. There's not a good reason at all. Like, why are you killing these people? Mm-hmm. Is really awful feeling. And very disappointed.
1: I think for me, when I first heard it, it definitely made me more upset because, you know, this is the first time uh, media outlets had put it on the news, but I had already been very aware of previous hate crimes or previous
0: uh,
1: damages done to our community and so hearing this was upsetting and I think being able to communicate it with you know you or my my mom I was able to process it more understand my anger a lot more rather than just be emotional anger and it's okay to be like emotionally yeah. angry
0: I think I think it it is very common to be the first initial path you mm-hmm. feel.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. you know you know it was just all a lot to in.
0: how did you guys feel supported or I know for me talking to Erica was very positive in terms of outlets because I felt like we shared a common understanding of how we felt about certain things. And one of the big topics that we talked about was support from our companies and support from people reaching out to us. And I had expressed that I had a lot of people reaching out to me. We definitely have heard more about it and we wanted to bring more awareness to our community. But it seemed like when the people were reaching out to me, it was like, They felt bad in terms of, like, it was the first time that it actually happened, but it wasn't. Mm -hmm. And I think that was what made me feel upset, too, because I just felt like they were just doing a checkbox activity. They were just like, oh, let me reach out to that one Asian person that I know, check up on them and see how they feel. And, you know, at the beginning, I was just kind of like not really responsive. I would be like, okay, thanks. But I didn't really know how to handle the conversation and then I had a conversation with my sister and she said you should start asking people what do they think the issues are and I started doing that and it really kind of put it in perspective that people who were reaching out to me to just reach out to me and people who actually cared enough to like want to know more and that was just really eye-opening for me
1: Mm -hmm. you know when 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 uh <laughs> when I had first uh, been aware of like the Atlanta attacks, I think there was a lot of support actually through Instagram. Maybe not, or like on social media, maybe not personally, but I I really saw a lot of support from you know, the Asian community. And that was really because, you know, they're posting, reposting and, you know, definitely being very outspoken and that made me more comfortable to also post. And the post that I had posted about was from the Asian mental health organization. And it was about taking the time to breathe and process and, uh, you know, feel your emotions. And when I did that, I had close friends actually reach out to me and ask me if I was okay. And, they let me know by me doing that. It was educating them to like Google and search and read up on things um, for themselves, but also like to be there for me. I think in terms of my community and support from friends and family, like it's very apparent that, you know, people want to listen and talk and share their own experiences. Like I was able to ask questions like what have you gone through or have you ever experienced xyz like and also just for them to I guess validate what I'm feeling because I guess it's you know it's not normal or accepted for I guess an Asian woman to be very outspoken or be very loud because you know we're seen as docile, obedient submissive so I think even when I'm doing that it's kind of like am I doing the right thing am I saying the right thing that was that was very uh Helpful. But I think, you know, in terms of my company, when our core values had changed two weeks ago to drive inclusivity and connection, um, I didn't feel like it was very apparent during these hard times for the Asian community. I think especially for me personally, being the only Asian American store director in the district of 13 stores, I didn't have anyone do a checkbox and reach out to me Um, Or even do a BS hello. So maybe my expectations for them were very high. But I also think, like, it's just part of being human. I think, you know, just be a good human and just ask, like, how are you doing? Are you okay? I think when you think about it, like, Asian people aren't very outspoken, period. You know, they like to bury their feelings. They, uh, you know, don't share. They're not outspoken what I learned is that, you know, people from Asian community from from China or Hong Kong, like they're run by the communists. So they're not supposed to speak up. They're not supposed to bend the rules and and do something wrong because that would mean go to jail. That means there'd there'd be consequences. So I think when you look around, like a lot of Asian people are more soft-spoken um, and do play by the rules because they don't want to get in trouble. So, you know, I, as, as a store director, as a store of like 35, but team members and three of them are actually Asian-American, I took it as my duty to make sure I stand up for them and create space for them and ask them how they're doing, because it is important to understand like how people are feeling. They might not be able to just go up to you and tell you how they're feeling, but for somebody to feel as though somebody cares, like it goes a long way. And, you know, maybe if they are scared and nervous outside of work, like I want them to feel like they're protected at work and that I'm not gonna stand against racism. you know, at the store for them, against them, and I'm going to stay with them. So um, regardless of how I felt as a company as a whole, like I still try to do my part.
0: I feel like really proud of you because it's not very common for Asian, especially Asian Americans to be in a management role or leadership role. So I commend you for taking your part in being in a leader. And I think Oftentimes, like you said, we're soft-spoken, Asian people are soft-spoken, but when you see somebody in leadership, it's kind of almost like, uh, like a sigh of relief because you have somebody that looks like you and could potentially have their back on whatever issues. It's like, maybe those three people that are under you are like, wow, I actually resonate with Erica because, and she's speaking up for me and that makes a big difference. And I think, you know, oftentimes we feel... Like we shouldn't say something because it might sound stupid or we might not know, but that's actually holding us back. So Mm -hmm. I am so proud of you for using your voice and being able to speak up for everybody, not just the Asian community, but especially in this time where Asian people need to have a voice. So...
1: Air hugs to you. Thanks. It's mm-hmm. not easy, especially as you say. There's not a lot of Asian American Americans in management, so I'm the only one in my district, and uh, it's really hard to find somebody that looks like me or anyone that could relate to me in a higher up position for the district too. I feel alone, but it's okay to be that lone wolf mm-hmm. in a pack of sheep.
0: You're a yeah. diamond in the red. is that the thing? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it was super sad to hear um, about Tiff and her experience because her company Didn't even address it.
2: No, but they didn't address anything. I would say that most of our manager in a manager position, they are all not. I don't see any Asians in my company. My company is kind of small, so it's not really diverse. But yeah, we have a few Asian employees there. So the company didn't have any words to us. Like didn't mention anything not even like have any email to our clients. Mm -hmm. They're just looking for more business. Does it? Like at the beginning, I thought, oh, maybe this is normal because of the situation right now, like it's not many business around. So like they're working on that. But like when I'm here that like from YouTube, like in a comparison, like, okay, like we are missing something here. Mm -hmm. For my position, I cannot say anything. I cannot request anything from them. So like work is work i would do it like more like a personally be talking here like mm-hmm. telling everybody how we feel about that this is like our space to talk about it to share our feelings our experience um to everyone mm-hmm. yeah
0: so does your company even have a diversity inclusion and belonging
1: group or
2: no like that? do they
1: have hr that you can complain to <laughs> <laughs> said the story before. He's side
2: story director. <laughs> He's another side story about that. So
1: I feel like I mean, okay, now this is just going sideways, but like for me, like if I am part of a company that can't even address or acknowledge the differences and that there's diverse like team members, like mm-hmm. I can't, I can't be part of that company. Like mm. I would want to leave immediately. Yeah, I'm not just the pawn in your game.
2: You know, like actually, and in this in this case, I can see like education is very important. Mm-hmm. The reason why I'm saying that is because my education and compared to you guys, as education is different. What do you mean? Because like how you guys educated, you have to be outspoken. Mm-hmm. Like you are free to tell what you think. You are looking. You are. You are going moving forward to what you want. Like this is what I deserve. Yeah. If this is not what I deserve, I should not do that. Mm. But from my education back in Asia, it's more, is different. Like how the way we're learning is like, I would say that um, very simple, like our learning on doing homework, we are mostly like memorizing everything. You are not more like, crit- I would not say critical thinking is like a big part of it. Like we have something make us critical thinking, but it's not enough. This is the biggest difference. Um, when I moved to America, I see that. Like what I miss compared to people get the education here. Mm. Because like people here, they are more critical think. They have more critical thinking. They will, um, when they do things, they have a reason like that. In Asia, more likely, like you don't try to be like, they say that like you just follow the rules
0: yeah you're like like yeah, you're, like, like, you're,
2: yeah you're just following what people are doing you don't want to be like a person like really sparkling out there you are doing something for a different you're just mm-hmm. like trying to follow what people are doing mm-hmm. which make us like soft spoken mm-hmm. so that's why like um i think that's why that's where where's the old generation thinking compared to you guys are uh, different because like we learn our upbringing is very different that's cool
1: and i wouldn't say this is inherent either like my upbringing is very similar to yours in terms of like i had to follow the rules i went to catholic school i had to say my prayers and cross my T's and dot my eyes and my parents obviously you know whatever i whatever i do if i'm under their roof like i can't do anything else unless they say i can so Like it was definitely, you know, similar upbringing, but I think, you know, like you said, being in America, like we are constantly influenced, we're constantly being challenged and maybe it was when I met Tiffany where I decided to push, you know, my limits or maybe her father was, thought I was the reason why she is the way she is. <laughs> so I was thinking we're getting in trouble. Um, but I mean, who me? I think I've always been the type of person to go rogue and I think my parents were afraid of that but and you know and and when they were afraid of that I think they made me think inside of me like I should probably follow the rules I should be a good daughter
0: your dad still said that yeah
1: (laughs) but I think there are benefits to challenging the the status quo I think what's really great is that we took the time, all three of us, to watch that. I don't even know what it's
0: called. I think it's called called We Need to Talk About Anti-Asian Hate. And it's on the Try Guys YouTube channel. And that opened a lot of eyes for me in terms of things that have happened outside of the Chinese community. It's also very relevant from things that have happened like hundreds of years ago to like what's happening right now and um what I really got out of it is that we really need to speak up and we need to talk about these things and we need to be together it's Mm
1: -hmm. yeah um in the in the segment that we watched with Eugene like it was almost it was very educational informative and he also held the space to have other diverse backgrounds to talk about you know their own experiences so like whether it be from the indian Uh, Asian-American perspective or the Black perspective, um, there was a lot to learn, you know, such as things that I didn't know. Hate crimes against Asians, hate crimes against, uh, you know, Black people. Learning that in the civil rights movement, Black people and Asian people united together where, you know, Black people supported
0: the Asian community. I I think it's very not a secret that our parents or our older generations feel there's like a divide like oh if you're going to marry outside your race you should marry a white person and like they always mm-hmm. down on black people or any other race other than Asian or white and it was very eye-opening to know that in the civil rights movement that they were actually really aligned and they were mm-hmm. partners and allies and I think now we have the opportunity to continue to do that and I think it's very great
1: yeah, I think instead of questioning, like, why is there no support or questioning, you know, or or emphasizing on, you know, it, now it's your turn, uh, you know, now it's the Asian people's turn to experience racism. I think instead of pinpointing those differences, like we have to understand each other's differences and then also work together to uh, conquer the world. Uh to overthrow
0: hate. We hate, hate
2: love. Yeah. Lots of love. That's true. Like from the YouTube video, I was really learning a lot. Because they uh, they give us a lot of information. They we can see that keep they really do a lot of researches on there. Like I really appreciate that. And I really like they also they have point out so many things that make me try to think about. Um especially like right now like we have to talk with people about it, especially not only like from outside to outsiders, but like also with our family. Like the generation differences make like like everyone have different perspectives. Um Like, what I'm thinking, like, if I'm talking with my parents, what are they thinking? Like, I can already, like, can foresee what they are expecting, what they're going to say. Mm -hmm. Like, it's very different from our generation. I think this is, like, a good way for, like, us to communicate and to work together. Because, like, um, in this world right now, they are working differently we have to realize that we need to speak up and then like we need to tell people what we need. It's really sad to see all these tragedies happening. I just think that like everyone should look at this, like look at the things at the same level. Just try to think um in the other people's shoes like that. Mm-hmm. So we will see differently.
1: Yeah. That's true. I think also something that Eugene and the segment had told us uh, was that there's a lot of injustice in in our country. And I think that's also what stems a lot of frustration, hatred, and just like unfairness. A lot of cases where um, I'm going to, I don't even remember, but
0: There was a lot of cases of just, like, blaming other people rather than finding the core problem.
1: No, no, no. I'm just saying, like, in, you know, when it when it came to the law, um, like with the Vincent Chin uh, murder, you know, these two white guys who saw Vincent at a bar had you know, thought he was Japanese, but in in actuality, he was Asian American, but he couldn't even explain that to them. Or even if he did, they assumed that he was Japanese and because of, you know, the history um, and and seeing that Japanese were, you know, the root causes of uh, XYZ, they decided to chase after him outside of the bar and take a bat and blow his brains out in plain sight and you know, while bringing you know these two guys, these two Caucasian men, to court, the judge had said that these guys don't look like they deserve punishment, they don't mm-hmm. or they like don't look like they belong they, in jail, right? And they sentenced him, them them two with three thousand dollar and probation, probation. Um, so that was unfair. But you know, they also brought up another case where a Korean woman in her business shop had shot a little black girl um and in her defense it was because she thought you know she was shoplifting and in terms of uh her consequences it was uh i think six months probation so like as as we're hearing a lot of uh you know history there's a lot of injustice in in the in our system in our country and and we definitely need to see uh equality and fairness all across the board and like with this unfairness and inequality it it, uh surges rage um and i think that's where people are blaming people of other races for uh for whatever is happening or or at the time i think also when you think about it like growing up you probably didn't have a lot of conversations surrounding race I mean, I definitely didn't. And I think, you know, it's more uh, advocated and um, suggested that you have those kinds of conversations in the workplace or even like with your friends. Um, And so, yeah, it is, you know, it shouldn't be nothing new, but it is definitely new and it's uncomfortable. There's no right or wrong answer, but like, you know, just having a listening ear um, to learn like goes a long way. Mm -hmm. So it is new for I think a lot of us mm-hmm. to listen and talk about race and like what really affects us and like how we can continue to support or change the narrative. What
0: makes me most angry is people are
1: reactive you
0: know what I mean mm-hmm. like I think you know how you said you felt like supported on social media where everybody was starting to post stuff. But my initial thought was, wow, like this, like now you're reacting. Like it almost feels like this is the new trend. Like, you know, BLM was one thing. And then now the Asians are getting attacked. So now we have to hop on the bandwagon because now there has been a shooting and now you have care before you weren't caring. And I just felt like that was very reactive. And like how you said, we just need to keep having these conversations. And I hope that we're gonna become more proactive in situations rather than reactive to things and continue to have these conversations, not just because it's in the present moment, but because it's important and it's we don't have to get it but racism is real and we need to continue to have these conversations and we need to continue to educate ourselves and we got to continue to be proactive rather than reactive because how many other people have to die before people actually start caring like i already know like this is so sad but like i already know like next week this is all going to die down And people are probably not going to like be checking up on me how they were this week and last week. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And it just sucks because I feel like we always have all these conversations and they're so good, but nothing ever really comes out of it. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I just like hope for this to be something more than just talk. Like, can we do something like, what are you going to do?
2: To do something about it. I think the bright side for this like it bring up like some attention so now people are really trying to understand what is happening like if some people really care like they would probably bring up to their attention so they will like research more and understand mm-hmm. more. Mm-hmm. Um I hope this will keep going more discussion and a more some actions is really doing to stop this and to happen in the future and i think at the end of the day just be a good a good human be
1: a good human yeah period period and i think that when i when i look at each one of us like we are great representations of chinese americans i Thanks. She's RC. She Who's RC? A real Chinese. <laughs> <laughs> Chinese I'm sorry. I don't know what the right term is, but like I yeah, think you know, know. I want to say like we I when I look at us like we're great representations and we might be the first encounter for somebody with an Asian person and I think we just need to continue to uphold our, our truth and like continue to be authentic um yeah. and show the world like more love and I show mean. more cultures. Diversity means
0: different ideas, different opinions. If everybody was vanilla, like, that's going to be so bland. And I love the rainbow that we're painting. I love all the drippings and the frosting and the ice cream (laughs) that we have, so.
2: We need more colors in the world.
0: We need more flavor. Yeah. Don't be the one from just plain vanilla ice cream. We need a little crunch. Unseasoned fried chicken. (laughs) (laughs) We're teasing, but we definitely think that it's not an overnight change. Mm -hmm. But talking about it is so important. And if you guys ever feel comfortable, like reach out to us on Asian Girl Squad, official on Instagram. And we would love to like talk and hear about your experiences.
2: Bear with us. Be human. See you next time. Bye-bye. Peace out. Check us out on our next episode.